0: Hi, welcome to a hot take where we discover the newest hottest books and trending authors on the scene. My name is Jenna Green. I'm a YA fantasy author, author of the Imagine series and the Reborn Mark series. With me is Miranda O, a contemporary chick lit author, author of the Chin Up, Tits Out series. And I'll send it over to her with the privilege and honor of introducing our guest for today. Hi, Miranda.
1: Hi, Jenna. We are so happy to be here and introduce our guest for the week. Now, we have Mandy E. Barnett. She currently lives in Alberta, Canada. So Jenna and Mandy both have Alberta on little old me in Manitoba. But hey, she's originally from England and her background is diverse and gives her an extremely rich experience to utilize in her writing. She's traveled throughout Europe and parts of America and Canada and to boot, she was born in Africa. So her books include the Rithon Legacy and the Commodore's Gift. So welcome, Mandy. We're so excited to have you today.
2: Thank you for having me. It's really good fun to be here
1: we are thrilled now uh, that introduction we've mentioned england europe america canada africa which is a big old continent so you oh, lived yeah. several <laughs> places and apparently loved to travel I really want to just dive into how this has impacted your views on life, especially with the way the world is today um, and the internet kind of making the world really small, but Mm. at the end of the day, it's still really big. So how has, you know, living places, traveling places impacted your view on life?
2: Um, I think having experiences of different places, different people, different culture, um, it sort of broadens your horizons and your knowledge. And I use that within my writing because I I can, you know, say that I've been into a 13th century church, but I've also been, you know, in Venice and along the canals. But then I've traveled through Alberta and found um, really interesting wildlife that I would never have seen before so it it's it's a, a bit of everything
1: i can i can totally relate to that comment of saying that you know learning about different cultures and mm-hmm. ways of life definitely enriches your life like you yep. you either learn to love the things that we take for granted and in mm-hmm. turn not take them for granted and then you you are actually you kind of take that the blinders off and go like hey this type, these type of people in this place live this way with this mentality, maybe mm-hmm. I can take that morph it, and do it my own way in my life. Yeah. And I really love, I, I used to Airbnb. So I had people from like 30 or 40 different countries stay in my home. And just, that was my way of traveling, especially during, you know, difficult times, pandemic, et cetera. Sure. Um, it was like the coolest thing because I had all these different cultures, and one thing that everybody always offered was to cook for me. And I'm like, hot diggity dang! Like, yes, you can cook for me. It's, Teach me your ways and your spices and your tastes and flavors. Then, in my
0: house, they can cook for me too. <laughs>
1: right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so now I do have to ask because it's kind of one of those things that I always have. I you know, pick your favorite, but what has been your favorite? place to travel.
2: Rome. Rome. Now, mm. how come? Rome is it's very ancient. It's very old, but it's also incredibly modern. It's got both aspects. Um, so you have these incredible um, buildings that have stood for centuries, but then you've also got the nightlife. You know, you you've got Everyone has a siesta in the afternoon. They go back to work, but then the evening, everywhere is packed, full of young people, and they're in bars or in restaurants or in clubs, and it's really vibrant. It's, and you're just thinking, this could be, yeah, this could be like New York. It could be a huge modern metropolis, but it's Rome, and it. I, I just love the the contrast of that. Mm. That you could spend yeah. all day in a museum and all night in a club. It was just <laughs> yeah, you <you're> right. <laughs>
1: it's the best day
2: ever. Well, yeah.
1: Right. Something is, yeah. you know, the testing of time and all those, mm-hmm. you know, the history that has been brought forth, and then exactly. all of a sudden now I'm in this modern world and mm-hmm. living it up. And so you yeah. do kind of get the best of both worlds, but in one oh, place.
2: Yeah. Yep.
1: I like that. I never thought about that. I'm gonna put that on our to travel list, and for that yeah. specific reason,
2: <laughs> I just, I just loved it there. I just felt. I mean, I love Italy per se, but Rome itself, there was just something about it that drew me to it. Like, right, thing about it, just seemed almost like home. It, yeah. it was just so familiar. I can't put my finger on it 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 just was that place I thought I must have been here in a past life perhaps (laughs) Perhaps. (laughs) okay now speaking
1: of home you were born in Africa and we know Mm -hmm. Africa has like a handful of countries I lived in South Africa for a Mm -hmm. little while my partner's Mm -hmm. Nigerian
2: so where Mm -hmm. were you born? Um, Zambia that- oh, Which, when I was born, long time was ago, um, was Roby. Northern Rhodesia. Yeah. So, but it's they renamed it Zambia. Um, so that my my father was um, a pathologist, so he took, blood, but he used to go into the mines and look at the health of all the mining and the workers. Mm-hmm. Um, and My mother joined him, and then you know came along. Um, <clears throat> so it uh, that. Um, I think that the most that I get from that experience is that drum beats um, are akin to comfort for me. Uh-huh. Uh, it's it's almost like um, you know people say, well, it's it's a lot of noise. It's, well, actually, it's not. It it it's a soothing tempo. It's a rhythm, and it it just makes me feel calm
1: <laughs> how how long did you live there for
2: not a long time not a long time I was quite wee when we came back right go, so we went to it's Wales interesting.
1: Yeah. it's interesting that that stuck with you that mm. like the rhythm and just kind of that that undertone of Mm -hmm. the country now like you do go to countries around the world and then as Mm -hmm. soon as you step off the plane the train had the boat whatever however you got there there's a rhythm to it and i concur i when i lived in south africa like kind of right right next door to each other it was Mm the same there was this underlying rhythm that was just all over the place no matter where you went in the country Mm -hmm. and it sticks with you, but I find it fascinating that, you know, at such a young age that, that you've carried that throughout your life. Like that's pretty cool. Oh yes,
2: exactly. Yeah. I I mean, I, 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 everywhere that I have lived there's, there's been parts of it that have really built me as a person in my personality, my likes and my dislikes. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. And so I'm sure that you take
1: your traveling and you're living in different places into your writing. So what's kind of that favorite part of taking experiences and kind of injecting them into your stories?
2: Um, I think because I've had all those experiences, I I can use them to my benefit in my story writing. So Say you mentioned the Rhyth Kingdom Well it's a medieval Setting but it's a fantasy So Because I've travelled round A lot of England and seen Castles and ancient Sites and all that sort of stuff Because I've been there And I've seen it and I know the history I can utilise All of that So I don't need to do a lot of research to be honest Um, And then Because I've Um, always been like interested in like fairies and goblins and trolls and elves and you know fairy folk as we call them Um, I could I could sort of make a magical element within my setting as well Um, so it I sort of I paired two two parts of my knowledge of my my favorite things into one one book
1: I like it. It's kind of like a step up or not a step up, a reduced step in your research process. (laughs) Um, you know, like living and experiencing something and having the ability to, or the opportunity to write about it and just know it because you've lived it and you felt it definitely is so much more exciting yeah. and thrilling than having to go to the library and read about, you know, castle history and middle medieval middle times. Like you've yeah. gone there, step foot in there, touch the walls, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. Um, there's yeah. a show called Beat Shazam. Don't know if you ever watched it. Oh yeah, yeah! I love Beat Shazam. Oh my goodness! Okay. And my partner loves it because they have to name songs. Um, before seven seconds, so they play a part okay. of the song, and then they have to name the song or they got to beat the app. Shazam. So you got to beat the Do app, it oh, I
2: see. Okay. And
1: so Shazam can identify like a billion songs within seven seconds. So, uh, oh, my, my partner goodness. always laughs, and he goes, "You know what? I would be so good at that because I listen to all different kinds of music. So my life experience." puts me in an advantage space on that game tv show where your life experience puts you Mm -hmm. into an advantage in your writings
0: that was like that allegory illusion like we had to go on a bit of a journey like total great (laughs) metaphor but we had to go a little bit I like I'm really shows. proud that I was able
1: to spin it
0: back spin it within all a yeah. minute all and a half. we for was- the boomerang <laughs> to come all the way back. And I'm just laughing because I like that show for a different reason because I am infamous at not knowing any. Like, I, like, name that tune. Like, nothing. Like, I'll AC t- ACDC every time. It doesn't matter if it's from the 60s. It doesn't matter if it's country. I'm like,
2: ACDC. So I don't listen oh to it. Oh, my goodness.
0: And... Disney, so like I'm just horrific. So, um, oh,
2: that's funny. Uh, so, I like that tune
0: for a very-
1: to, to tune into and just try it. Out. Jamie Foxx and his daughter, um, co hosted together and they're absolutely hilarious.
0: Oh, um, Jeopardy,
1: yeah. Oh, no, I I suck at both. I like to think to my <laughs> my like I can sing to every song, but can't for the life of me tell you the title of the song or who sang it. ACDC. ACDC, <laughs> guess who? That's always my answer. Who sings this? I'm like, I don't know. You guess who?
2: <laughs> oh dear, no, I'll be very limited. Yeah. <laughs> Any ABBA song, yes, I'll do an ABBA song. Um, oh, and God. then, yeah, because I, when I was younger, my peers were sort of into the T.G. book of you know good-looking lads, and I'm going. Yeah. Yeah, so um, <laughs> I was into sort of status quo and Led Zeppelin and, you know, all those rockets And they couldn't classic. understand me. Classic. But, sorry. <laughs> that's what I like. Yeah, hey,
1: and that's, that's okay. Like, I grew up on that. Like, classic rock was definitely, like, a memory that I remember at the beach with, like, the old stereo that you can, like, put mm-hmm. on your shoulder and just rock 2 and ACDC, led zeppelin like everything it's it's definitely memories of my childhood but anyways speaking of your speaking of your peers um i hear mm-hmm. that you've been part of a new writing group this year so that's really exciting so uh, my question yeah. to you here is how has having peers helped you as a writer, we definitely talk about, you know, or, or we're all advocates for teamwork, especially in a job mm-hmm. that's very lonesome. Um, so really, how, how have the peers kind of enhanced your writing experience and your talent?
2: Well, the, the the writing group I've been with for a long time, the only reason I'm writing is because of them, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I just thought I'll try it to see if I'm any good at it. Um, and they've been so encouraging and so supportive, you know, for years now that I would never consider leaving because they, they are the ones that I can use as my sounding board. Um, mm-hmm. So they, you've got people who, you know, they've been published, they they know all the ropes, um, they they can be constructively and, uh, critique me rather than say, "Oh, that's awful," you know. So they <laughs> they don't pound your ego too much, um, but at least you've you've got people you can turn to. And I that that's really my um, my need, really. I, I as a as a writer, as you say, you can be lonely at times and think, "Am I doing this correctly? Would someone understand it if I wrote?" You know the way i think i should write it and then you say it out loud and think i don't know if this works so having people that are happy to help you is is vital i think in any writing group I and mean, you have to choose them you know, um, carefully so that you've got someone that you know, some people that are going to understand you and how you write and then um, beginning of this year we did um, a new cooperative it's alberta alberta authors cooperative (laughs) and there's um five people that have actually um come together to help all alberta authors you know so it's more of a supportive focus group um giving people services um feedback and hopefully it will grow um, but it's, you know, it's sort of still fledgling basically, but, um, I'm excited about it, so.
0: It, it makes sense. Um, if you're writing and, and you write a short story and then you submit it, um, mm. you're either not like a, a publisher's either not gonna respond at all, mm. or you just get a no. And so you don't get a lot of guidance. Okay. You're like, okay, something's wrong. But the, the the possibilities of what is wrong with that particular piece are kind of like is it sure. is it did I not get to the conflict quick enough? Or is it the market? Like I've the market of vampires mm-hmm. is saturated and I just happen to right? So you're not yeah. you're it's very rare. I mean, you're going to get those opportunities where someone does comment and say, This is why mm-hmm. we didn't accept it, but those are few and far between. And so you mm. definitely need to get that feedback, right? You can't improve in oh, isolation. Yeah. And then I like this new yeah. group you're part of where it's a bit more focused and a bit more experience because mm. eventually you have to kind of level up, you know, you if you're do. Yeah. A bunch of writers <laughs> that are all at the same ability. Mm. Then you can you know, you can get new ideas and feedback and stuff, but eventually you need to kind of migrate forward. Right. Um, so exactly. I can definitely see yeah. what you're saying of, mm-hmm. you know, having different groups and different things and not to just give it to your friend. And they're like, that's great. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that you. doesn't help at all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Cause yeah. the, the random cheers in the background from friends and family <laughs> tend to fade <laughs> out after like the second or third book. And you're just yeah. like, I, I can't, I can't, like, I love you, but you're not helping me, or my husband.
0: is feedback for everything I write: more explosions. Oh, I, I want, want explosions and <laughs> um, It's a medieval fantasy, or it's a children's picture book. Um, I'm not. No, 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 not you know this nice story about a wombat. There's no explosions. Nope. Right. But you know, he's a non-writer and he has certain tastes. And and even finding someone in your genre right Mm -hmm. um i don't know if an adult horror author can really think about what a ya or children's author might like definitely some insights absolutely with technique but you kind of have to Mm -hmm. find the right vibes and i know a lot of people have beta readers but that's hard to find if you're just starting um absolutely like seven years i still don't have beta readers i'm like what am i
1: supposed to (laughs) My next series has beta readers and it's nice. I literally interviewed 100 women to do my research for my next series. So then I reached out to those women and I said like, okay, like who's, who's a writer, who's a content creator, who is some sort of artist and can Mm. actually give me constructive feedback. So that, that like my first series, mm -mm, I did that all on my own with a lot of wine and a lot of tears.
0: Well, and I really rely on my editors because I don't have beta readers. And I I think writing groups are very valuable, but my time Mm -hmm. being, you know, a volunteer, a teacher, a writer, a mom, like my time's like this. So I'm like, unless they're free from Sundays at 7.05 to 7.08, it doesn't really work. (laughs) 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 Oh my goodness, right. (laughs) Maybe till 7.09 if, you know if you're yeah, lucky. lucky. Yeah. What are your thoughts on like um, other supports for authors, editors, publishers? Like, uh, I mean, other than the writing groups, do you how? What's your relationship with with some of the um, other people in the writing world?
2: Well, I mean, I, I'm I'm lucky that I've had people who, you know, are publishers who have you know got degrees in writing. I haven't got one of those, um, so they. They're really good at um, sort of pinpointing things that I wouldn't see because I'm just in the flow of the story. I'm just, you know, I'm I'm really enjoying this. (laughs) Um, But then they're going, well, okay, but I understand what you're trying to say, but for someone that's reading it, they're not seeing what's in here. They don't have the back story. Yeah. yeah, You have to have it on the page. Okay, then. So. So that well, that would it that's have to be been, be
1: on the page.
2: <laughs> Why wow, can't somebody read
1: my mind?
2: Yes, exactly. It would Not be nice the just, uh, transport them, you know, and just say, right, open this, and then I'll get transported into my mind, and you'll see it all like a movie. Yes. it doesn't work that way.
1: So no, I wish you did, though.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, so do I. <laughs> i love when your brain
1: interjects words that aren't on the paper so when you do read your own writing Mm -hmm. and you're editing and you read a sentence and you're like man that is golden but it's missing like four words and you're like oh (laughs) that's what i tell my students how does that work (laughs) out right it happens (laughs) all the time
0: (laughs) but even how characters come across you're like this character to me is coming across like this, this character is yeah. coming across that's sweet and lovable because yeah. you're this close to your writing. Someone else is like, This
1: guy's a jerk, and you're like, Oh, <laughs> they're annoying. <laughs> well, really? How refer-
2: did him. you get that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like the feedback when you, you've written someone who is really a nasty person and you've tried really hard to make them that way, so then you'll get someone, Okay, I didn't like him, I didn't like him. So, Yes, scored, because that's what I wanted. I wanted you not to like him, right? But then when the flip,
1: what happens when you write somebody that is supposed to be a positive or have a positive impact or be a a good character in your book, and somebody just finds them downright annoying or just... (laughs) The Jar Jar Binks phenomenon. And you're like, "Um, I'm sorry, who, like... You, did you have soggy cereal for breakfast this morning? Because <laughs> this person is lovable. I don't understand what, what is wrong with you. It's you, not the book, not the character, not me. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yes, but, I mean, not not everybody likes everybody else. So it, it could be that, you know, there's a clash there, like there's a personality trait. They're thinking, oh, we don't like that.
1: Or, or if know. that person reminds them of somebody in their real life yeah. <laughs> that did them wrong, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I studied Austen. Yeah in university and everyone in the class hated um, uh, Fanny, Fanny Price, because we had just read Pride and Prejudice and Elizabeth and <laughs> Bennet is such a strong character and you just love her. And then we read and we're like, Ugh. right? So there's so many factors in, in that.
2: There is, yeah. But I mean, at least you get some emotion or reaction from the reader. I mean, that's what we all want. We want them to react to it. You know, sometimes it's not as positive as you want, but
0: I judge a book by whether I care whether I forget I'm reading. Like you just wake up Mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, I was supposed to go to it. Oh, it's dawn. Yeah. Or if I I yell at a character or I throw the book. Like if I'm like, Yeah. yeah. Or or the regular stuff like crying and things, but you know what? Let's because we have so much time left. Let's <laughs> talk about some of the characters in your most recent release. Mm-hmm. So tell us the title of your most recent release.
2: Okay. Well, this is a steampunk, and it's called The Commodore's Gift, um, and it <coughs> it started is this as your a. That's so, my first is steampunk. Yeah. Nice. I like I, well, I I like experimenting. Um. So you know, I think well. Could I write that? Oh, may, I'm going to have a go and see if I can write that. So then you have to, I mean, for that I had to research because, you know, steampunk isn't something that's out there, you know. Um, so I thought, well, I'll, I'll look at it. And then there was like an explosion of Facebook pages and huge events and people that dress this way and make, costumes and so it it was a world I hadn't known before which is really exciting when you find something new like that
0: for I mean it is fairly newish and it is very Mm. trendy for any of our listeners or viewers that don't know what steampunk is could you just briefly explain it (laughs) yeah
2: oh thank you um steampunk is a merging of victoriana and industrial revolution so you have ladies in you know corsets and um, restrictive gowns and they have to behave a certain way in this etiquette and protocols etc but it's merged with steam um, sorry with steam power industrial revolution so you've got not just a horse and carriage but you've also got these mechanical machines and um, flying machines you know like zeppelins and things so it it sort of merges the two together so then you've got a huge wealth of um, choice how you use it Um, so you can have incredibly mechanical things happening as well as you know ladies having white gloves on a little bit of
0: this a little bit of history but yeah. with some of the technology that yeah. didn't necessarily mm-hmm. so a little also bit of there. that yeah yeah historical yeah. but also modern and so mm-hmm. i think that's what a lot of people really like yeah, um,
1: yeah. totally
2: and, and so it, it, who, it's sorry
0: oh no you're the guest I'm-
2: <laughs> so i mean it, it it, it was just something I had experimented with, just with a short story. Um, and I tried to get it in an anthology, and that, you know, it just, the product on me. So I just shelved it, and then I thought, I should go back to that. Yeah, make it a small little novella, and then i am happy. So the the main character, Marcus, um, it was a toy maker. I thought, right, well, I'll just make a, a, a novella at it. And then... This lady called Owena appeared, and she's very determined, um, young lady. Let's put it that way. But she doesn't want to be um, restricted by the Victorian view of you know what a lady does and what a lady doesn't. Um, and she just took over the story, like incompletely. You know, it's like I'm more important. Marcus then became this secondary character in the book. It's like, really? And I mean, she's like stomping in there saying, you know, I can do sword fights and I can, you know, I don't want to wear all these gowns and I'm not wearing, you know, um, all these sort of fancy stuff. I, I, I'd rather be, you know, riding bear buck on a horse rather than, you know, being side saddle and trick trot, You know, so she she became this very inspiring um feisty woman and I really enjoyed her a lot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Will you because you, you you can definitely tell that you love this character. Yeah. Yeah. Will <laughs> you be exploring more with this character in the future? Are you gonna try and expand this into a series or are you just, just gonna love her as she
2: is? It may happen. Um but my 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 current um Project sort of took precedence. You know how they do that. It's like, come to me. You know, and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I want, I want you to write my story now. So it's like, okay. Bye. Oh yeah, I've been there. And then yeah.
0: But yeah. <laughs> I love the, even the idea that it was a short story, yeah. and mm-hmm. either it like, the, like I'm writing a project now that I've had in my mind for like six years, but I wasn't ready for it. It you know, it was still developing, or. Yeah. You no, know, you try and write something as a short story, and it, it doesn't. It's good, but it's not what. Oh, it was meant to be a novel, or oh, why isn't this novel working? It was meant to be a poem. Yeah. Um, uh, I I love that. Just how people can be inspired by that. Like hmm. everything you have, it, it's it could be a great idea, but it's just not quite in its right vein, yeah. right? Or it's so, just not
1: quite yeah. ready yet, right? so percolating. It,
0: yeah, yeah, it's not a failure. It's just we haven't quite found its niche, and so yeah. that's a kind of a nice nugget of writing um, advice to kind of wrap up on. In that, mm-hmm. you no know, things just maybe aren't ready, and we can revisit things when it's ready or we are.
2: Yeah, totally.
0: Totally. I Um So uh, just before we 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 wrap up. Um, mm-hmm where where can people find you like not on the street but like where
2: <laughs> don't want any stalkers no um okay so i have a blog that's com, and then i'm all over social media <clears throat> i know you like all my posts
1: so i love it yeah <laughs> and we'll make sure to put all of her links in the description Thank you. of the podcast as well so we don't have to remember urls for days
2: no you'll be there forever yeah
1: <laughs> beautiful and where can we pick up your latest release
2: um well it's on amazon it's on smashwords kobo barnes and noble yeah and locally um it's in the shoe park uh, bookworm and it's also in the daisy chain Oh, bookstore and everything. wonder so
0: that's amazing well i encourage everyone to go check out the commodore's gift but also her plethora of other uh titles check her out on social media. she's quite funny and very supportive of fellow authors thank uh you. just before we wrap up a big thank you to mandy for for being here so thank you for that and thank um, you for inviting me uh, and well, you laughed at all our jokes, so
1: you made us feel great. We appreciate it's that. Our <laughs> heads and our egos are like this now. Even the she's <laughs>
0: laughing now. She's yes, I love it. I love your. I want to just keep you in my pocket and pull you out when I'm sad. Just, just oh, um, so thank you very much for being on our show today. And just before we wrap up, I'd love to thank our show sponsors. So a big thank you to the authors not the, just Authors, Authors Library Network, Creative Edge Publicity, and um, our biggest thank you to all our viewers and all our listeners. So thank you very much, Mandy. It's been an absolute pleasure.
2: Thank you for having me. Bye-bye.